the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. All right, we are back for another exciting episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's that's the show in which we are all stuck inside the house, and I'm I'm taking time out of my busy, busy day to try to try to turn some of your sad moods into glad moods. That's the that's the mission statement here at the uh at the Stuck at Home Fortress, which is which is something I've never said out loud before. Let's uh let's see what's going on in the world, man. There is a lot going on in the world right now. So many things. So many people are standing up, fighting for what's right. People are people are kind of forgetting that there's a pandemic going on. So uh don't let that slip your mind, dudes. Two things can go on at once. This can be happening. And also, this can be happening. So please, 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 please be aware. Take all the safety precautions, dudes. This is this is an important time. We don't we don't want to have another wave. Hey, check it out. Doctor Jones just came into the room. What's up, Doctor Jones? That is uh, that's my wife's dog. She's a Bichon Frise, but she is the sweetest dog in the world. Poodles are good dogs. Don't front. I know they got like this froofy attitude, but um, poodles are the bomb, dude. Really, really great dogs. I I got a package here. This package is from, I cannot in any way pronounce this. It is, it's something that came from China. Leku Kongze Hanlian Tonglu, the number one, the word Jing 13, Hao Pu, I guess. P-U. I'm not... I'm not sure. Let's, uh, let's bust into this. It is an envelope. I, uh, I think I know what it is already. It is another exciting, all fun member of the core. This is a guy that goes by the name of the Fox. I, this is how I got involved with these cores, buying them, rather. I, I was on the, uh, I was on, on the eBay and I, I typed in just G.I. Joe figure. And I went to lowest. I wanted to see what was like the absolute lowest, cheapest figure that there was. And I I came across all these core action figures from a company in China. And they were selling them for as little as $1.99 shipped. So I, I started looking at them. And this is this is where I bought my first uh, few. I, I got this guy as well. The other two came a while ago. And I, I didn't mention them. And we've been, we've been waiting for this one. This was... Uh, this was one of the core dudes that I wanted the most. He is a guy that goes by the name of the Fox. He um he looks he looks a little bit like M Bison from Street Fighter. He has like that hat and like the um like the riding pants. Is that what you call them when they when they kind of poof out at the side? And then he has he has riding boots. I don't want to I don't want to front the guy. Sort of. The guy sort of looks like he could be fighting for the Imperials in Star Wars, if you if you catch my drift. He has an eye patch, but he's he's kind of a neat looking action figure. And for the price, I um I couldn't resist, but I did I did have to wait a long time for him to get here. This is this is what I wonder, though. The price on these is so low. Are these actual factual? core action figures, or are these knockoffs? Which is crazy to think about, because in a lot of ways, the core are knockoffs of G.I. Joe's. So are these actual factual knockoffs of knockoffs? I don't even know. I, I probably never will. But I'm I'm happy to have this guy in my collection, and for the same couple dollars that I paid for him, he also 
I hate I hate the sound of that crumpling, and I apologize. He also he came with twenty additional weapons, which is which is kind of neat. Let's see, um, let's see what we got in here. Let's see if any of these are like familiar uh, GI Joe weapons. This one looks like it is for a uh, Cobra eel. Like this might be his thing. This one is Zarana's weapon. I know that for sure. The rifle with like the um, twirly thing at the end. This is a uh, this is a gun that Snake Eyes used, the later incarnation of Snake Eyes. This looks like, um, this looks like, uh, Stalker's rifle. Some of these are fun, I think. They're not all dope. Um, some of them have, like, grips that are too large for, um, like a G.I. Joe hand. But I, I still, uh, I still like them. I like this knife. Definitely for the price. These are fun. These are, like, good fill-in. Good backup weapons. I'm sure we all have a bunch of like three and three quarter inch figures that have no weapons, and now, now I can equip a lot of them. Let's see, which one of these should I give to the fox? Let's let's see. I think this one here. This is like a pistol. This is kind of a neat pistol. It looks like uh, it's like a revolver with a really long barrel, like um, like uh, what's his name, Rick, on uh, Walking Dead. What is that? Rick has like a Colt Python. I think this is like Dirty Harry's. Gun. I think it's a kind of a fitting, fitting sidearm for the fox, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't fit well. You know who the fox actually looks like? He looks like the character. Now, this is, this is a reference I'm not sure a lot of you guys are going to get. I know that my dude Vic Sage, I know that Vic Sage is into them. There was a team called The Losers. They were a, um, I know there was a movie named The Losers. Don't even, don't even think about that. There was a, a team of DC military heroes called the losers and he looks like one of the members let's um let's see if i can find it everything that i keep coming up with is about the the movie the losers are the movie the movie the movie the movie let's type in comic maybe that will help maybe that'll help uh it was a dc war comic and what was the name of this guy in 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 the losers he has a peg leg not um, that this guy has one of those, but I I really want to find this out now. It's not even interesting at this point, but I'm doing such a bad job of researching this. And I, I apologize, but uh, sometimes this show kind of floats around in different ways. I think that he may be Captain William Storm. Let's see if that... Uh, we'll Google him and we'll see what that guy looks like. And uh, yeah, Captain Storm from The Losers. That's who... That's who this guy looks like. So only my guy Vic Sage out there is really going to know this one like off the top of his head. Some of you might. I shouldn't be judging you guys in that way. And I I apologize for that. I, I'm i sure you all know who he is. But I got to I gotta say, I'm pretty well satisfied with this purchase, to be honest. It's a nice figure. I don't know if it's original. I have no idea. My gut says no. But I I like him. I, I've been buying more and more core dudes because they are so cheap on the online. Like, I'm not even kidding. They're like a couple dollars each. I I even bought a uh, carrying case. Let me, let me roll over there. I'm rolling away from the microphone right now. I apologize for that. But I will come back to you sooner rather than later. And I am, um, I am back. I bought a, uh, a carrying case. It is the Great Heroes Carrying Collector Case. I... I saw this one on eBay, and I thought it was cool, 
it's like a total like off branded carrying case, which is something that I, I definitely, definitely like. But I I like this one, it was bright yellow. It had superheroes on it, like knockoff superheroes, and I I put a watch on it. And the guy who had it sent me an offer. And then I countered with the amazingly low offer of six ninety nine. Not thinking that he would take it in any way. Because this was free shipping. But he took it. Homie took the offer. And I got this for what had to be a losing proposition on uh, on his side. So, big win for your dude. But I, I got my core figures inside of here. And it's just like, this is like so 80s to me. Right now I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got Whispering Willie. This guy's name is Boomerang Billy. This is uh, Johnny, uh, I forget this guy's name. This is uh, Jones. Jones is cool. He looks like, he looks like a park ranger. This is who I named my dog after, that I was just talking about, after this guy. And then I have, um, this is uh, Generation 1, Whispering Willie. You guys can't see it, but I'm holding him up to the microphone like you can. And then I got these two guys that I uh, said looked like, um, looked like Viet Congs. And now I have the fox. And he's gonna go in there. So that's, um, that's cool. And then I actually... I have a couple more coming from this uh, Chinese company. So I think that's I think that's fun in the sense that it gives me something to like look forward to. That's not even costing me anything. These things are like practically free. I don't even know how I don't even know how they do it and I I think it's neat how they add in all these guns. A lot of them will not fit in the GI Joe hands, but I think that if I if I use like um like some kind of a pincher, like a clamp, maybe I could squeeze them down to where where they will, but um, overall I'm satisfied. I think out of all the core guys so far, Whispering Willie is my favorite. But the Fox isn't uh, he's a far behind. To be honest, I gotta I gotta be real with you. He's not all that far behind. Righty, tidy, whitey, it is me, and I am back with a little, uh, a little bit of a Calgon, uh, session. I, I took a bath the other day, I was over, um, I, I was, I was doing the tire flips at the Christian school, and I, I, like, massively overdid it. I, 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 I get anxious from time to time, and, and then, like, you know, the state of the world gives me a little bit of anxiety like it does anybody, and one of the ways I, I deal with that is I kinda, I kinda work out to the point where I'm, I'm super tired, and it, it like takes the uh, edge off. So I was I was over there doing my flips, and I did like I did like way too many flips, and my back was killing me. I felt like I was um I felt like I was gonna die, like I was gonna faint. I I tend to overdo it. It's a problem I have. I'm dumb that way. I just I don't know when to quit. I end up hurting myself, and uh, I don't bounce back as well as I used to. You know. So I I was taking a soak. In the uh, Calgon, and I, I threw in some uh, some Epsom salts, and I'm I'm laying there, and I'm looking at a Wizard magazine, and I, I have like a little boat that floats around in the tub. It's like a little plastic boat by um Gay Toys. I don't know if you're if you're familiar with them. They make like those those like plastic boats, plastic cars. They they tend to be in like very bright colors. I I don't see them as much as I used to, but they're like supermarket toys, right? And I I got like this little boat floating around in there it's not it's not interesting or cool or anything but it um it got me thinking about bathtub toys and like what were some of my my favorite bathtub toys when I was 
when I was younger, I was way into, like, playing with my toys in the tub. I'd bring my G.I. Joes, I'd bring my Star Warses, and just kind of, just kind of mess around. One thing that I, I remembered that I liked to do was I, I was also really into, like, freezing my, my dudes. I would get, like, a plastic tumbler, fill it full of water, and, like, drop the dude in there and freeze him into, like, a cylinder. And it was kind of fun to take the cylinder into the, into the tub, like, the hot, the hot, steamy tub, and, like, you know, have it have it melt eventually, like, letting me get, you know, Boba Fett or Han Solo or, or whatever out of there. I I think I might do that one of these days. It was kind of fun to, like, just have, watch it melt. Like, it's in the water, and just, like, over time, it gets, like, smaller and smaller and smaller, and eventually you can pull the guy out. That was that was a pretty cool, fun thing that I used to do, like, all the time. I remember, like, I, w- I would put him in there in the morning, and it would seem like it took forever for something to freeze. I know it was only, like... I don't know, like two or three hours to get like a good freeze on in the freezer. But as a kid, it felt like it felt like it was taken forever, like forever. And then finally, when I would get him froze, it would be so exciting. So much anticipation built up with uh, doing this and going, going to the soak. Later, I, w- I would bring my G.I. Joes in with me and they, they would run around. Of course, you know, like Cobra Eels and like the G.I. Joe Divers, the Shark and all those things. They were favorites. I... I always thought it was cool that, like, uh, the G.I. Joe shark could float and that, uh, Deep Six, the diver, he had, like, he had, like, this little bellows apparatus that you could squeeze that would make him go underwater and then, and then pop up. I thought it was, I thought it was neat. I really loved it when a toy would actually float. Sometimes you get, like, a, like, a boat and it wouldn't, it wouldn't actually hold water in the water and I thought, I thought that was whack, even though I do realize, like, not everything is meant for actual, factual, like, in-the-tub play, you know? Only, only some are, are you guys, did you guys do this kind of stuff? Did you play with your toys in the tub back when you were, like, a young sprat? Was this something that you, you partook in? I, I know I've talked this topic up before. I remember my dude, Engineer Nerd, was telling me that he, he was hesitant to take his Star Warses into the tub because he thought the paint, the paint would come off. I think that's fun. I think that... There was nothing that ever crossed my mind. I wasn't like the kind of kid who was really prone to taking great care of his toys. My toys, my toys got play with, and sometimes they got damaged. Sometimes they got squished. If you if you've listened to the early episodes of the uh, good old uh, Toys R Us report, you've heard like a million and one stories of uh of that kind of stuff. I I remember one toy in particular. It was um I don't know if it was made by Gay Toys, but it was like one of those one of those plastic boats like I like I have in the tub now. I had it. It was it was more than a foot long and it was like a like a destroyer like a navy destroyer it was it was like neon green on the bottom and then like the top was white and it was it was two pieces you could take off the top and it was like hollow in the inside that's what um that's what made it float but i i had this one around the tub for years and what i would do is i would like take off the top and like put my joes inside there and like close it up and they would they would float around the tub and they would fight and stuff eventually these toys always get waterlogged these these gay plastic toys don't um they don't they don't like hold the water as well as you would want the uh the pieces that you know go together the two pieces that that go together the bottom piece isn't like it's never as tall as you would want it to be it'll be like the top is like four, four or five inches tall, and the bottom is only like an inch. So any any sort of rough water, and they they just fill up and go to the bottom. So my joes were constantly in like this predicament of being trapped, trapped and tied inside of a tomb on the way down to Davy Jones's locker, seeing seeing if they had any possibility at all to escape. I I don't know, man. Playing in water with toys is fun, you know. A man isn't a fully a man. Until he submerges his soul in water is something that we've all 
we've all learned over these past few weeks. I, I don't know. Hit me up. Hit me up on the tweets at icy robots. If this was if this was something you partook in, I'm I'm interesting. What were some of your some of your favorite toys? What were some that floated that you thought were fun? What were some that you were disappointed that they didn't float? Did any of you guys ever take your toys into a uh, swimming pool? That was something I. I didn't do so much. Back when we were in Illinois, we had, like, an above-ground pool, and I did take my toys in there from time to time. I I remember this. I remember one time I was in there, and I dropped, like, my Stormtrooper into the pool, but I I was like, eh, no big deal. I'll, I'll get him, like, the next time I go in there. But then the uh, the winter hit a lot earlier than we expected, and he ended up getting frozen at the bottom of the, uh, at the, bottom of the pool, and I kind of forgot about him, and then I was swimming around, and I... I found him in there, and I was just, like, so excited. I was, like, so excited, like, I had an all-new toy, even though it was one that I that I actually lost. I found um, Snake Eyes in Spring Lake when I was a little kid. This is a story I've told, like, a million, billion times. It was just, it was such a great day. We went to Spring Lake. I talked about Spring Lake a couple episodes back. I think it was not the last one, the one before that. That was where my, my cousin dove face first in, into the beach. But, uh... We went there on a hot day, and I went in the water, and I found Snake Eyes with my feet. Like, I stepped on him in the sand, in, like, the rocky sand, and I was like, what is this? What is this down here? And I, I reached down, and it was it was the G1 Straight Arm Snake Eyes. I was so excited. I can't even tell you, because this was, like, this was when Joe was new, and I only had a couple. I only had a couple, and we all know Snake Eyes is, like, the coolest of the G1 guys, and he was one that I didn't have, and then all of a sudden... One day, we took a great trip to the lake, I got some swimming, and I found Snake Eyes. It was an amazing, amazing, amazing day. I spent the I spent the rest of the time, like, I kept him in my pocket. I kept him on the low, because I didn't want whoever lost him to find him, which isn't, which isn't nice. We all know if you find something, you should go out of your way to uh, get it back to the person who owns it. But, you know, I was a little kid that didn't know the correct morality of the world. All right, let's, uh, let's get moving. The Pandemic Pantry. With your host, the Sausagitarian. Hey friends, it's your girl, Sarah Burr, the Sausagitarian. I have a hot and steamy pandemic pantry for the week. Straight off the stove, we're making cheesy buttered noodles. And we have a secret ingredient I'm super excited to tell you about. Um, it's going to change your cheesy buttered noodle life. It's going to raise your game. You're going to be making better cheesy buttered noodles than, than any restaurant. Everybody's going to want to know your recipe. And it'll be like, I learned it from the Sausagitarian. Okay, I didn't make it up either. Uh, this is a chef trick that's been around for ages and ages. But you might wonder why I'm even making cheesy buttered noodles. Because I have a confession, and that is I went on strike a couple years ago against Annie's macaroni and cheese, which I love. The hippie macaroni and cheese in the blue box. I like eating it. It's not because I'm a snob. I just got tired of paying a buck ninety-nine for a box of pasta that actually got smaller. It doesn't serve as many people as it used to. You need two boxes to really make a meal for more than one person. And I don't want to pay four bucks for like instant food when I can make a version that's better with food I have and it's already super cheap, right? Like you can make cheesy butter noodles at home. No problem. So here's how we're going to do it. For one serving, cook about eight ounces of pasta. That's half a box. You'll probably have some leftovers. Um, You can cook the whole box whatever. It's up to you, but you're going to take lots of water and you're going to add lots of salt to it. 
You're seasoning your water because the pasta is going to absorb that salt as it cooks. You're seasoning your pasta from the inside out. It's going to make it taste good and not bland. All right, so got it put that salt in there so the water is almost as salty as the ocean. Just eyeball it. You're going to boil that pasta and before you drain it, okay, drum roll, here we go. This is a secret ingredient. You're going to save about a cup of the pasta cooking water before you dump it all down the sink. All right. The secret ingredient is water. I'll tell you more about that later. So you've saved one cup of pasta cooking water. You add the drained pasta back to the pot. You're going to add to that about one or to one half cup of grated cheese of your choice. You usually use Parmesan cheese. You can use the sprinkle cheese, which is the can of Parmesan cheese. There's no problem with using that, okay? It's fine. Like I said, we're not super snobs here. You're gonna add one to two tablespoons of butter. You can use olive oil too, uh, whatever. And then you're gonna add back some of that pasta cooking water. I would say start with about two to four tablespoons. And as you mix it all together, it's gonna look like a soupy weird disaster, but then it's gonna kind of start cohering into a sauce. So it's not just melty, greasy butter on top of dry noodles. It's gonna be saucy and kind of like, ooh, yeah. Then you're gonna season it up with some salt and pepper. Sometimes I add frozen peas. What I'll do is I'll put them in the colander and then I drain the pasta on top of it and the boiling water cooks the frozen peas real quick. You know, frozen peas are great. It's like instant nutrition. It makes you feel like you're not just eating white carbs, eating white carbs with some green stuff. I like peas, okay? So that's more or less it. You might need to add quite a bit of salt. I've, there's a salt theme here, okay? So water and salt are really what's gonna up your game with the cheesy buttered noodles. This is a recipe that will save your butt so many times because most of us have a box of pasta, most of us have butter, most of us have some kind of cheese in the fridge. And this is a meal you can throw together when you have all those things. I'm teaching my kid how to make this stuff so that she can feed herself when she is broke, which could be next week. I don't know, but we're doing well here. I hope you're doing well. Um, You know, just keep cooking food for yourself. There's not a wrong way to do it. Get in the kitchen, make yourself some food, even if you're just doing it once a week, and, and feed it to the people you care about. I care about you. Keep your heads up. Talk later. Bye bye. You were listening to the Icy Robot Stuck at Home Show. Yeah, man, that's an actual factual fact. You are listening to the Icy Robots Radio Stuck at Home Show. This is me. Icy Robots, and I'm uh, back, I guess. Yeah, big um, big shout-out to Sarah Burr, the sausagetarian. I I like a uh, macaroni and cheese. I do. I like it. I put um, hot dogs in it. You know, I, I fry up a hot dog or I boil up a hot dog, and I, I toss it in there. We have that one for dinner, like, all, all the time. Like, when the wife and I are doing something, and she'll be like, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Let's, uh, let's just, like, think of something that's fast and filling. We go with that um, macaroni and cheese and wieners, dude. It never, it never fails. It never lets you down. So I, you know, I appreciate this recipe, my gal. I do. I definitely do. We're going to, we're going to implement some of these ideas in the uh, macaroni and Frankfurter recipe. That's, that's like a perfect combination right there. You got the sausage and the sausagetarian. Then you got the cheesy buttered noodles, uh, AKA mac and cheese all in, all in one bowl, man. That's a, that's a good thing. Uh, Here in Santa Rosa, they're starting to open things up. They still haven't list, lifted our shelter in place, but they're they're opening up a lot of places for indoor shopping. After after a couple weeks earlier, they opened up like more 
more retail. They went ahead and they opened up everything. Like, people can get haircuts now, officially. People can go to the mall, officially. They're they're really, really, really limiting the amount of people that can go into a place. I, myself, I have yet to go to a place. I, I don't know. Eventually, we were going to open up. It had to happen at some point. Is this... Is this too early? Yeah, probably. Honestly, it probably is, but it was going to happen sometime. But that that doesn't mean that I, I myself have to like jump out there into the uh, into the deep end. I I'm going to take some baby steps. We're going to go down to Joe Video after a couple weeks. Joe Video's open. They're allowing I think four people in at a time, which is which is perfect. Honestly, I I wonder if they'll count somebody if they're in the adult room. Like if I'm like, excuse me, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna go in the back. I'm gonna go in the uh, adult room. Does that count as somebody toward the fore? Probably, but I wonder if it should because they're locked away in a uh, in a sealed room. But at um at any rate, we're gonna we're gonna go get a movie, maybe buy something. I I don't know. Uh, we'll probably go to the last record store after they open, but, uh, it's weird, man, it's just, the idea of going out and going to a store is really weird, and if you guys have been going out and going to stores all along, if you live in places that are, uh, opening up on a larger scale than here, and you've been doing that, you know, I'm good for you, man, good for you, but I, I haven't really been anywhere except for, like, the Dollar Tree, we went to Big Lots, we go to, um, the grocery store, and that's about it, honestly, and that's been, you know, for days and days and days. I've gotten so used to being a homebody. The idea of um, going out there and just, like, going to the record store and buying some records seems really weird. Also, you know, we still got to wear a mask in public in Santa Rosa, which is something I am 100,000% in favor of. I I just don't want to risk it. I will definitely wear a mask, whether they have a regulation or not, for at least a while. But um, the, the idea of going out there and, like, shopping for some hot new vinyl while wearing a mask is just, it's just weird. I don't know, it's not bad, it's definitely good, but it, uh, it's, a uh, it's a damper, you know? I, I wonder when they're finally gonna open up the movie theaters. In California, they have okayed movie theater openings to a very, very slight degree. I think they have to be at, like, one-third capacity, but they haven't done that here in, uh, in Santa Rosa yet. And who knows, who knows when they will? I, I do honestly gotta say, I think it's, like, a little fast, but I don't know when would be the right time to do it. Who does know? I'm not, a I'm not a medical expert in that regard, in any regard, actually. But uh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to keep you guys abreast of that situation. That's wild, right? I wonder when they're gonna lift the shelter in place. Do you guys live in places that have had your shelter in place order lifted? As far as I can tell, most people who had a shelter in place do, in fact, still have it in place. But it's weird to have like the record store or the movie theater open. When you're supposed to shelter in place except for essential activities. I wonder I wonder how they want you to uh, juggle that. Go only to the movies if you really, really, really want to go. Don't just go to go. Only go if you really, really, really want to go. That's wild. I, I saw online that Wonder Woman was supposed to uh, open last week. The new Wonder Woman movie. That's That's weird because I was thinking how I would definitely, definitely, definitely be there, if that were the case. If the movie was open, I would definitely be there, but I was not there. In fact, I was, I was at home working on a puzzle with the wife. What a, what a weird turn our lives have taken and are taking again, or maybe even like, uh, getting near an end to taking. Who knows? Our Records presents... I, um... Our Records presents... I, um... Our Records presents... I, um... At first... The motion is not unlike the monotonous rolling of waves lapping softly against the shore. 
A foul-smelling camel. What's happening here? Welcome back to the land of the living, my friend. You have slept for quite some time. So we thought we'd take you with us, rather than leave you as food for the vultures. I am a trader, and you are a piece of valuable merchandise which will bring a most tidy sum on the Misantian slave block. If you had half the brains you were born with, fools, you would turn tail and run. But since I'm certain you do not, let us get on with the battle and be done with it. Howling like wild desert wolves, the traders charge forth, their scimitars glinting in the sunlight. Put me down! Please! Put me! Scattered our camels. Beaten us senseless. Be gone. I see robots. And good riddance to you. All right, we are back. The uh, the last episode, the very last one before this, I, I was talking about how Rocky was my favorite movie franchise. And my homeboy Sammy in, in Hong Kong hit me up on uh, Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash Icy Robots. I'm not there as much as I'm on Twitter, but I do I do go over there and check things out. So if you send me a message, I'll get it. And he um he hit me up and he asked me like, hey man, why don't you uh talk about the Rocky movies for a little bit? I'd like to I'd like to hear that. I used to live in Philadelphia. I used to work at the museum where uh, Rocky ran up the steps. And I'd love to hear what you think about Rocky. I got Rocky on the mind. I, I was like, yeah, man. I can do that. I can spend a few minutes talking about Rocky. The uh, the first Rocky film is like, it's an absolute work of art. Rocky, the first one, it is an amazing movie. The ending will never fail to make me cry. I think it's a story that we can all we can all feel in, in, in our hearts. The the tale of somebody who feels like, like they deserve more in the world. Like there could be more for them in the world if they were just given a chance. Rocky... Rocky is plucked out of obscurity and given the chance to fight Apollo Creed, and he trains as hard as he can. He trains hard, and while he doesn't win the fight, he does survive the whole 15 rounds, and he puts up a heck of a battle, and that's that's good enough. He finds love in his journey of self-discovery. It's just, it's an amazing work of art. Rocky 2, and Rocky 2, you see Rocky uh, still down in his luck, and uh, the people, the fans, the public... They're out there, and they're they're saying that Apollo should definitely give Rocky a rematch, even though the fight was so brutal the first time. The two guys decided, between themselves, that there would be no rematch. The public, the public demands it, and Rocky, Rocky gets the rematch, and in, in in the course of it, he um he wins the belt from Apollo. I am not like a giant fan of Rocky too. I felt like I I saw it. And just thought that it, it, I don't know, was it was unnecessary in a lot of ways. The movie itself, Rocky, is so perfect. But Stallone has a tendency to do that. You know, he did Rambo. All these movies, he kind of he kind of spins off as, as many as he can. I get it. There's money to be made, and you got to make that. You got to make that bread. Rocky Three, I think, is actually factually the one that I, I saw first. I was like a giant wrestling maniac, and and a uh, Hulk Hogan was in the movie. This was like before a lot of the the giant Hulk Hogan fame, and when uh. When he appeared as Thunder Lips and fought Rocky in a uh, boxer versus wrestler match, I was just like, I was so taken, dude. I was just like, I was into it. The idea of a boxer fighting a wrestler has always been something that interested me. And like seeing it on uh, on the silver screen in that way was like, that was crazy. I loved it. Rocky Three is like so much fun. Then you can't sleep on, uh, you know, Mr. T as Clubber Lang in the movie. He's, he's fantastic in it. In this one, you see Rocky's like, Rocky's getting a little highfalutin, and it, it leads him to getting knocked out by a younger, hungrier competitor before coming back, before training with Apollo and coming back. It's really, really a fun movie. In Rocky Four, he goes to Russia 
It has an amazing training montage. I do, I do like this movie. I think it's a lot, a lot of fun. I was really saddened to see uh, Rocky versus Drago, but this was this was an amazing movie too. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. You got James Brown singing. It was, it was just dope. Then uh, Rocky Five, a lot of people don't like, but I myself, I do like. In it, Rocky, uh, he takes a protege. He trains a young uh, Tommy uh, Morrison, Tommy the Duke. And uh, eventually Tommy the Duke turns on him. And he and Rocky have like, they have a titanic street fight. They have a street fight on uh, the Philadelphia alleyways that uh, Rocky Balboa was born and bred in. It's it's just so dope. There happens to be like a news crew there and they're filming it. And like, there's a news copter. Rocky delivers a German suplex to Tommy Morrison. I thought this movie was like... I thought it was so fun to see Rocky like they're out there on the streets wearing his gloves, his, uh, you know, his fingerless gloves from the first movie. He has his Rocky hat on. It's just, it's just totally dumb and totally great. That was supposed to be the end of the Rocky franchise. They put Rocky away, Rocky retired, but they, they eventually went back to it with Rocky Balboa, which was, which was a really, really, really good film. It's easily a four Mike movie. There's no, there's no question of that. You see, uh, you see an older Balboa coming out of retirement for one last exhibition fight against the champ. It's it's amazing. It has one of the all-time classic training montages that we took and made part of uh the Horsepower Initiative soundtrack. It's it's such a good movie and this one this one'll make you cry too. It's just it really pulls at the heartstring you get to see the rock back in the uh back in the ring again. You get to see what rock's been up to all these years. He has a restaurant, he's a greeter. Spider Rico, his opponent, his opponent in the beginning of uh, Rocky, the first Rocky, works at the restaurant. It's just, it's just like the fantastic cherry on the top of the Rocky franchise. I love it. I watched it, I watched it last, uh, last week. We had like a free HBO weekend and I, I recorded it. Maybe it was a free Showtime weekend. I don't remember, but I, I recorded it and finally, I finally sat down and watched it. And that one, that's a tearjerker too. Then you got the two uh, Creed Movies where you see uh, Michael B. Jordan playing Apollo Creed's son. And he gets Rocky to train him. The first one of those. Man, that's another fantastic film. It's really, really, really a good movie, dude. Michael B. Jordan's great in it. Rocky gets cancer. It it absolutely pulls at the heartstrings. It's just, it's just dynamite. Then you have Creed 2, where Creed fights Drago's son. He fights the son of the man that killed his father. It's amazing. The movie, while not as great as it could have been, I, I said this when it came out, I feel like the movie should have, um, the movie should have focused on Drago. Drago Jr. is a very, very, very compelling uh, character. I, I would have had Drago Jr. knock out Creed in the fight. And then in the sequel, I would have Creed come back and beat uh, Drago. And that would, that would end it. That's what I, that's what I would have done myself. I think that would be a lot of fun. But uh, they didn't do that. But still, man, I like um, I like that movie a lot. I didn't, I didn't like love it at first. But I ended up getting it on Blu-ray at Joe Video, and I've watched it a few times. And I, I got to admit, I do, I do like it. I like it a lot. I think I might pop it in when this is all over. Speaking of all over, I think we're about at the end of the show. I got to get going. I got to post this. I'm running this. Uh, I'm running this pretty close to the drop date. I hope, hope everybody's safe. I hope everybody's happy. I hope that everything is going well with you guys. The The fight is still going on out there against the bug. The fight is still going out there on the streets. I hope that you guys are taking part. I hope that you guys are doing what you can to uh, 
to fight these injustices going on in the world. I myself might be going out to a protest this weekend. I haven't run on Saturday, and I think that the wife and I are gonna are gonna head down. The only thing that's really stopping me is like uh, my my concern about the bug. I don't wanna I don't wanna get the bug, but I do want to show my support. So I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to think about the safest way that I can do this because I don't want to be like jammed in there. Maybe, maybe I'll come in a little bit after, like it's already, already started going and I'll just like lay in the cut in the back. I do want to show my support. I do want to have my body on the scene, but I, I worry, man. I'll wear two masks. I'll wear a gas mask. I'll do something. All right, guys. I hope you're doing great. Everything's uh, good with you uh, until we speak again, I guess. Do the time. Don't let the time do you. Time seem hard right now. But you gotta believe stuff's, stuff's getting better. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.